With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting? Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, yo. Welcome to Three Points in the Gaff, Manchester's football podcast. It's me, Pundit Jay. I'm here with City Fan Mike's. Big United fan, Jay Motty. So what's going on, people? Get your chocolate digestives out. Get a drink. You know what I mean? Because we've got to have a serious debate. United are floundering. City outstanding. And listen, there's war on the horizon, you know. So we're living in some serious times. So it's about time we have a serious chat. You know what I mean? So listen, no messing about. No hanging about. Let's get into it. Etihad boys. Blue side of Manchester. City, early on in in the week, took on Brentford. Nice easy easy win there, innit, Mike? 2-0, was it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Pundit. Like you said, obviously, as you can probably hear it from, from where you sat, nice big um, cheesy grin on my face at the minute this weekend. A nice win in midweek there. Nice win again on the weekend for the first team against Norwich. And also, we won the Manchester derby today. The Man City women beat Man United today convincingly. And it's Do you know what? I was weekend. hoping that would slip under his radar, you know. I was hoping. <laughs> Not a chance. I was thinking, do I mention it if, if he doesn't? Do I like, and we've got to acknowledge it, but part of me was, I was toying with the idea of just not mentioning it, but he's got me there. He's done it. Hey, listen, big up big up the City women then, innit? Do you know what I mean? The Wonder Derby, you know, listen, whether it's under eights, under 15s, women, men, don't matter around here in Manchester. When there's a derby, it's a derby and it all counts. So go on, Mike. Yeah, 2 0 against Brentford. Mara's got his 16 for the season. KDB goal. Yo, I've seen City whipping in crosses, though. Do you know what I mean? Chief crosser being KDB. But it was a nice nice, nice little win in it to take his on to Norwich there. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, so I was in there Wednesday, actually. So it was a good, it's a good little game. And, and do you know what? Fair play to Brentford. They brought a few down on a midweek game. And that's coming from where they've come from and that. And you, you wouldn't have thought that they would have filled it, basically filled it away. And um, which are in a midweek, in a mid, for a midweek game. Um, sometimes yeah. a lot of them guys coming from up south, uh, coming from down south, tend to struggle in that. Um, but yeah, in terms of the game, no, um, can't really complain. It was fairly comfortable on top from from start to finish. Um, the only thing I would say in that first half, for a long period though, it felt like we didn't have a chance, and it was getting me a bit. Mm, are we going down this, keeping the ball sideways and not making any kind of progressive passes and stuff like that? But then it just after a bit, it just clicked into 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 gear and. We had a few chances, um, and then obviously, like, as you said, Sterling's trickery down the, the down the, um, down the left hand side won the penalty, and Mares has stepped up and dispatched the penalty. Like, yeah, with with great quality, really. Um, so yeah, and then the second half, more of the same, a, a Brentford howler really to give us uh, to, to wrap it up. But always at one nil, you're a little bit nervous. But I don't know. I didn't feel threatened by Brentford. I don't know why. I didn't feel. Um, usually when teams come there and they spring out on the attack and that you get a bit my god they're definitely going to bag one here but on Wednesday I don't know I, I rarely got that feeling so yeah so yeah that was uh, a nice comfy midweek victory there um, yeah so can't complain yeah no I hear that and obviously um, over the weekend he's went over to east the east side of England didn't it and boy I see Max Aaron's get roasted like a chicken on a Sunday mate Sterling had him on toast do you get me for most of that game <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Hat, hat trick for Sterling and all that. 4-0 win. Foden getting his scruffy goals. Do you know what I mean? Adding to it, adding an, another string to his bow and that. But listen, big up the City fans away support. I've seen them 
still making a racket out there. I heard a few United chants as well, the cheeky buggers. Do you get me? But it is, it is what it is. Do you know what I'm saying? How, how yeah. did you find that match and, and Sterling, Sterling's, Sterling's hat-trick? Yeah, it was good. Like you said, Max Sirens there was was on Toll Star Game. It was good to see Brandon Williams getting talked to the cleaners as well. On a serious though, Max, because I'll be honest with you, I'm not going to lie. I didn't watch it, but I went on Twitter and I seen I seen Norwich fans praising Brandon Williams, saying like we need to keep him. Was he that bad? It was all right. He weren't that bad. He weren't that bad. To be fair, he, he, he was just okay. He, what it was, to be fair, you know when we City play, when we get them, when we start stroking it around and get the overload. We got the overload on his side a couple of times and that, and he he was found wanting. But he, in some in some bits, he's done all right. He's aggressive in a challenge, Brad. That's how he plays his game, innit? So yeah, he, yeah he, he didn't do too bad. To be fair, he was on the end of a four 0 walloping. But that happens when you play City. Innit? <laughs> it, it happens. Yeah. So, but in him in, in as an individual, he didn't do too bad. I can't like so I, I, I didn't look at him and think, Jesus Christ. Like I said, yeah, I just, Aaron's on the I other just, side and a shock up yeah, to you, got I just so- I just saw that because I, I follow a couple of Norwich fans and I've been just sort of tracking what they've said about him and they seem to like on a bad day for them, he was he did all right, sort of thing, similar to what you're saying, to be fair. Yeah. Yeah. Mike, so right. go on, go on, Mike. Go on. Now all I, all I was gonna say is in terms of that game as well, it, yeah, obviously Norwich had one or two chances there, but to be fair. At no point was I really thinking, Jesus, this this could get touchy and that. Especially after we went one 0 up, I was like, yeah, it, it felt like um, we was gonna we was gonna see that one out. What's going on with Max Irons, man? Because I he, he was linked with United a few years ago, wasn't he? And he's been like highly raved, rated, and it just yeah. it seems like he's having you know a bit of a time of it. Yeah, do you know what? Obviously, when they come up, he, he, he looked all right, didn't he? Do you know what I mean? And, yeah. and, and attacking fullback. And I know that United were speaking to his people at, at one point. Obviously, a deal never never got sorted. Um, but yeah, so he's been stuck at Norwich. But the mad thing is, most of the most of those players that were at Norwich in the year when he came up to the Premier League, the best ones have already gone in it. Buendia, is it Jamal? What, what, what's the left back called? Jamal Lewis. I think yeah, he was yeah. the left back. Then you had Godfrey. He's been gone. Do you know what I mean? And then there was um, who, who Campbell was the as well. Campbell's gone. Campbell, so he's got a Bournemouth, hasn't he? So it's not exactly yeah. going. He's not moving in the right direction. Right. So you see that, but for some reason, Aaron's is still there. Do you know what I mean? I, I even seen him linked with Bayern Munich at one point. I thought yeah, check, yeah. check check this kid out, but yeah, Sterling done it. But what a touch on him, Fernandinho, Mike. Because I know he's one of your favourite players. Because Jamie Redknapp said um, basically that he's the best DM the Prem has ever seen. I guess you're. I guess I guess you're agreeing with that, yeah. One hundred percent, and I'll tell you why, yeah. Um, Go on. I see, I seen it knocking around on Twitter about Patrick Vieira, Canty, and, and a few others. Uh, and I get it. I hear the arguments for all those, but the one thing, in my personal view, that Fernandino has all over has over those is actually the stuff he does when we've got the ball. He's actually, uh, he play, I, I don't know whether you've seen it in a game yesterday, he was clipping one or two over the top. He's got quite a good delivery. He clips one or two into certain areas that get starts off of taps, as well as he's reading the play. And then obviously he's got that side of him where thou shall not pass at any cost, which I also <laughs> love about him. You know, that, yeah. that's, that, that's one thing. But I just think he's a, actually, take the defensive side. I just think he's a lovely footballer. He, he's good on the ball, usually picks the right pass out. And I just rate him highly. Yeah, a bit like bit like Michael Carrick, like that type of player. Is that what you're saying, Mike? Yeah. Hey. I, I, I'll tell you now, yeah, right. Go on, Michael Carrick. I thought it was a, it was a decent, but to be fair, he's passing wise in that. Good he, in that United team, he was. Um, you can't you can't fault him. I just feel like Fernandinho was. How can I put it? He's got that calmness about his game where he can play the simple short one. He's got a good range of passing, but also yeah. if it needs to turn to fight ball, he's well up for that. The fight ball side of things, I don't think Carrick's got. I don't think you have to have that, but in terms of the all-round stuff, I just think I can understand why Jamie Redknapp's do, gone down that route. Do, do, do you know what? I, I think um, it pains me to say it, but I'm a big fan of Fernandinho. I am. I think he was a massive signing for you because I think that's I know the why. I know why, my. You both got bald heads. Do you know what? It's funny you say that. You know what you say? It's funny you say that, right? I'm not even exaggerating. I need to dig out the message. I think I might have posted this on Twitter. I was watching a City game once. Forgive me, but, you know, there was nothing else on the telly. And Fernandinho was on there. And my youngest went, Paddy, and pointed at him. (laughs) Yo, two big shiny heads, you know. Yeah, no, I hear that still. You know what I mean? But you know what, though? Hang on, hang on, hang on a minute. We just no, about you know some Fernandinho praise. No, because you know what it is? 
you got you bought was it the, the you bought him I think Jovetic was it Negredo you bought a few at the same time but he was the one that worked out he couldn't work out any better really do yeah. you know what I mean like he, he, that was the signing I think that made a massive difference and I think he, he there was a time when you used to go Fernandinho's underrated Fernandinho's underrated and I think that's gone now I don't think he is I think people realize like listen yeah you've got players who everyone raves about and I get that I get the reason why people going about Aguero and, De Bruyne and you know because players that score goals and create chances just they're the ones that get all the, the plaudits. But I think Fernandinho has been a huge signing. I forget, I never forget that um, game against Liverpool at the Etihad where they needed. They, I think they were, I think they were seven. Were they seven points ahead of you? Yeah. So yeah. If they won. They go ten. If you won, obviously it's down four. And um, bro, he was just unplayable. He was everywhere. He was, just, he was one. Of, I was looking Absolutely at him going everywhere. When I was still got man of the match, that he was. And, 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 and to be fair, he was everywhere as well. But yeah, Fernandinho but was on was, another level. He was. Now, do you know what? I can't even. Way. I can't even lie. You know, well, Mike. So I, I will give you your props on this one because for years, you know, Motty, my mum was yeah. telling me, "Nah, pundit, you know what? Fernandinho, you know, pundit. I swear down, he's the guy. I'm telling you. I'm telling you, yeah. pundit. Fernandinho is the guy. Boom, boom. We can play for. We can do long passes, short passes, sideways, backwards, through the lines, tackling. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Committing professional fouls, all of that." Fernandinho's got in his bag. So I'm not even surprised that Jamie Redknapp came out and said that. Do you know what I mean? And he even referenced McAlady and everyone. He said, no, nope, no, nope, nope. That's the one I was, say, I was going to mm. say that because I always think of the the great DMs and I always think McAlady's yeah. like almost reinvented the, the rule. I think the difference with McAlady is only at Chelsea a couple of years when he like... So if you're talking about nicking the ball away, probably I'd say and Fernandinho's top class at that. You'd say Kante and, and, and McAlealy may be a little bit better at that than Fernandinho, but then when you package everything together, McAlealy's not a better footballer than Fernandinho, in my uh, opinion. I don't know. I uh, think it, it's, it's a conversation. I think because I, I do think McAlealy was slightly underrated as a footballer. People tend to think he just stuck a foot in. Yeah. Kante gets the same kind of thing. Yeah, fair, yeah he, does, but... he does. Like I think you have to look at these guys and look how they make those teams tick when they're, when they're by them transitions and when they get the ball, what they do with it. It's not always just a simple five-yard pass to whoever. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, you're right because you know what? Kante, Kante's a dribbler. You know, he, yes. as much as much as as much as he's got his own little style about him. I mean, yo, my man goes forward with the ball in that Leicester team. He yeah. was there drive from the side. I don't know what Drinkwater was doing, but Kante was driving the ball. <laughs> you know, stamping. Yeah. He was driving the ball, and Kante's not even really an out-and-out DM in it. Like he can do both roles: CM, DM, whatever you want to call remember it. Remember when type of thing? Do you know what I mean? Sorry, Sarri played him on the left wing, didn't he? Sorry, got all yeah. carried away because <laughs> I think yeah, he got all yeah, carried yeah. away. I think when um, I think City might have put a stop to that though. When didn't you batter him five nil or something, and he was on the left wing, and everyone was like, <laughs> what, "What's he doing? Why is he putting him out yeah. there? Like, what's nah, all that for about?" Real, but Mike, let me ask you something. Like, are you surprised that Pep's gone down the kind of like Spanish Busquetsy type Rodri role rather than getting somebody in who plays a bit like Fernandinho, or do you think that? what Pep's done is correct and not really got that kind of battler-rattler guy in there as well as a baller. I can't argue with anything Pep does at the minute because I'll tell you the truth, right? For me, yeah, mm. I just didn't know what we were going to do when we lost that power in midfield. Yeah, yeah, Torre. I was thinking, you know what, it could be another 20 years before we win a league title. <laughs> um, and Pep's just showed me in everything, the Vincent company side, the yeah, yeah, Torre, and Sergio Aguero, you don't need like for like to remain successful. There's different ways of doing things and the type of player that he's brought in there with Rodri, it's a different way of doing his thing. And to be fair, it's probably a bit more, he's probably got more control over that because uh. he, 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 the, the instructions are being probably followed more to the T in terms of what Pep wants in there. So, no, I'm not surprised. Yeah, so, so do you think you learned that trick from Fergie or what? You don't need a like, like, like for like. I don't think Pep learned a thing from Fergie. You know, I know, for, I know, I know, I know. Johan Cruyff was. I, I've heard him talk about Johan Cruyff and the way he, he based his side on keeping the ball and and this that the other. He, he didn't follow whack and chase. You know, he, he, he didn't. He didn't follow that that philosophy. That I had no chance. You know, Fergie had his. Fergie was a decent manager. Um, <laughs> <laughs> now nah, hold on. Now nah, you can't be disrespecting <laughs> Fig about decent. <laughs> decent. Nah, you put right, decent in front of Eddie Howe. He weren't too bad. 
Yeah, to be fair, right? Mike's went, Mike's went. Michael Carrick, he, he was he was all right. He was decent. Fergie was a decent manager. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I give no props to this Mike's guy, you know. I swear to <laughs> No, nah, I won't say. Let me just detract that. Check now. Listen, check seriously. For me, yeah? yeah, the greatest goalkeeper ever to play in the Premier League was Peter Schmeichel. He made one save. He was playing for City, right? <laughs> 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 it's not even a comp. That's not. A, that's not. That's just you picked, right? You picked a goalkeeper who did cartwheels whilst wearing a City jersey in front of the United <laughs> fans, right? Don't act like that's giving a United player Man's prop. doing circus acts and all that in his oh, kit. Mike wants exactly. to glorify him and all that. Come on. <laughs> Come on, bro. But in, all, in all serious, though, in terms of this week, how it panned out, like, say, yeah. as you said, two clean sheets, um, bags of goals, can't really complain. And like you say, we're on, we're on a roll. And like you say, Sterling there's hit, hit in form. It's, it's, yeah. Yeah, yo, yo, yo. Before we go to Sterling, though, let me just speak to you about folding because I see people, and I'm the same. I saw people say, Raj, you know what? Yeah. Moving from the false nine and putting back on the wing, putting back wide. I'm seeing a lot of this from City fans. They're not saying he can't play the false nine because he can, but the kind of what I see. And I'm a kind of agreeing with him type of thing. Like, I want to see him with the ball at his feet because, you know, he's, he can't, you know what I mean? I'm a red book. You know what I mean? I like to see folding on the ball. I can't lie. So, what I'm saying to you is, is are you, do you agree with that? Like, do you prefer him back on the wing, or do you, or do you like this kind of false nine role for him? Nah, I, I want him. I want him back on the flank, me or or in that um, slightly deeper role, just off the the front three kind of thing. But probably back on that on that left hand side if I'm gonna pick a side as well. Um, yeah, I think it's yeah. the same for a lot of them though. Apart from Jesus, I don't think mm. any of them tend to flourish through that central role in terms of Grealish and folding and stuff like that. Um, but Pep's doing what he's doing he's getting results so everyone's just got to sh- shut up and put up at the minute uh, yeah, yeah. with what's going on but me I, I'd prefer him to see him out there and he's still in his development phase as well so I, what I don't want to see him to do is get lost between two positions it happens to some young players that, um, mm. but I, yeah I'd rather see him back in that uh, where he's getting on the ball more I'm not playing with his back to goal as much yeah okay okay yeah so flip that split back to what you were saying then about Sterling revival Sterling you know because listen he was getting rid of do you know what I mean? He was getting disrespected and all of that. Do you know what I mean? But let, let, yeah, let me just tell you people something about Raheem Stern. 27 years old or so, over 100 goals in the Prem and all that. He's a six-yard box king. Tappings, people say. They think it's easy. Well, I'm here to tell you that it's not. And it's disrespect. Do you know what I mean? Because listen, it ain't, it ain't, it ain't nothing to be in the six-yard box at the right time, at the right place, putting the ball in the back of the net. It's actually called intelligence. It's actually called good movement. It's actually called good awareness. And it's actually called good anticipation. So when we're talking about Raheem Sterling getting his tappings, doing that on the wings, listen, you only have to applaud and give him and give him and give him his dues. Now, I said I, I put it out there last week and said, listen, yeah, Raheem Sterling is the best English talent that England have produced in the last decade, right? And I put a few good reasons. He's got the most goals as a as a winger, trophies, he's won eleven in six years. He's been England's best player at international tournaments, and he's actually spearheading the best team in this country for the last five years. Now, you don't play five years for Pep Guardiola if you're rubbish. Name me another English player that can tell you what I've just told you about Sterling. Guess what? You won't be able to. Do you understand me? So let's just start giving props to Raheem Sterling. Because I, I for me, I look at him and I think to myself, sometimes you look at him and think, oh, this guy can't, can't hit a barn door. He can't shoot properly. He can't do this properly. But listen, when we're doing that, we're taking away from everything that he has done and everything that he's achieving. I don't think people understand He's not 30 yet and he's got serious numbers in the Premier League as a wide man. Do you understand me? So listen, I believe he should be England's global icon. In City spearhead. And like, and like I said before, you do not play in a Pep Guardiola team if you're rubbish. Do you understand me? So I don't know how you two see it. Mike, Motty, how do you two view Sterling? Do you know, do you know what though? I'll be honest with you. I'm not surprised. And I'll say, I remember years ago when he was at the Scousers, he was linked with Real Madrid. I remember mm. a few people were like laughing at that. And I was like, why are you laughing at that? The kid, he was like 18 or whatever. He just scored, I think, nine goals or whatever in the, in the Premier League when they'd finished second. He'd been a big player for them the season that they, they lost the league. You know, when they finished second in 2014. And I was like, this kid's got a lot going for him. If he, he handles it the right way, he can reach the very, very top. He can be one of the, the, the all-time greats. And I think that was like, I didn't get any pleasure from saying that from someone that was playing for Liverpool. 
but he was, yeah, you know, yeah. he was tearing it up in the Premier League as a, as a kid. But there's like question marks because you don't know how it's going to go and eat you no know, injuries or attitude or physicality or whatever. But when he was like, when he went to City, and then obviously when Pep's gone in there, because I heard rumors that like City were looking at him even before they knew they were going to get Pep, because, uh, sorry, even before Pep got there because they knew they were going to get him and they thought this is the type of player that's going to fit in with Pep Guardiola's system. It didn't surprise me. It worried me a little bit because I was like, this could work out very well. And it has done. There's no point in being silly about it. That's, I mean, you know, he's banging in goals. He's getting assists. I think like you, there's always been a little bit of a question mark like about his finishing. I always go back to the, you know, like the game against us in April that time when it was like, you all had the fireworks out ready for the celebrations. You had to put them on hold for a week because yeah. Paul Pogba got them, um, uh, got them goals. <laughs> but he missed a lot of sitters that game. How many is that some... the year we won it by... 18 points. Yeah, all right. Yeah. I tell you what. We put it off for a week, right? That was it. Just give me that, okay? Mike, what's your thoughts on, on Sterling? Yeah, go on, sorry. No, I just got... No, I, to, I, to, I totally agree in that. Like, you see, I, I think I've said on here before, uh, he's so frustrating, but he gets in our best team as he stands at the minute. And like you say, his numbers are uh, speaking himself. And he... And he and like, He's a he's a mad one, and that's why before when I said and Sterling was on, I started thinking of some of the the, the other stuff he does in the game, like you said, which is unfair because he's actually gone and scored the perfect hat trick. His first goal was a great goal, to be fair, taken well, cut inside and put in a bottom corner. He misses a penalty, then puts the rebound away. That is just Sterling all over, um, but yeah. causing problems for the fullbacks, like you said. I'll tell you the truth, as a fullback for the opposition, I, I wouldn't want someone of Sterling's. Um, caliber running at me it, it, it is a problem and no matter what anyone says people can criticise him as much as they want but I know when we play against most teams he is seen as a danger man just because of his pace and his sharpness and like you said he, he arrives in the box at the right times it's, there's an art to that uh, and gets yeah. a lot of goals in that six yard box area so yeah for me at the minute like you said you could want as much as you want I'd like to say I, I wish he would improve his, his finishing but at the end of the day he does score a lot of goals and I, and I can't complain. He's, he's been phenomenal for City. I think no, well, we're Sterling, we're Sterling <clears throat> um, you've got to give him credit as well because the treatment he had by the press was a joke. And yeah. as a United fan, for someone that's played for Liverpool and plays for City, you're not likely to get me sticking up for you. But I was sticking up for him a lot because I thought it was just disgusting. Some of the stories about he bought this from Pound Shop and he's, you know... The, the way that yeah. he's bought his he's bought his mum a, a bathroom or whatever it was, or he's blinged up his house and all this other drivel. And I yeah, just think, yeah. you know, he's handled all that sort of nonsense. You know, he's done a lot. Yeah, of do you know what it is, Mo? Yeah, do you know what it is? Yeah, well, the, when a man gets um, reach, reach, reaching certain heights, they like to drag him down, innit? Do you know what I mean? And sometimes, sometimes people, we get caught up in it, like, and do you know what I mean? We start talking about the negative points when really and truly, there's far more positive points that outweighs negative points. So why, why are we sat here? Talking about the negatives, do you know what I'm saying? And yeah, that's how yeah. I feel on on, on this. And I've had to check myself self certain times and say, "Rap, pundit, why are you why are you looking at the way he shoots the ball? Do you, do you know what I mean? Why is that bothering you? When my man scored how many goals? Boom, boom, boom. Do you know what I mean? So sometimes we have to sit down, we have to relax, look ourselves in the mirror, and say, "Listen, yeah, there's more positives to this person than there is to negatives. So let's start highlighting the positives. Do you know what I mean? Because right about now, as I said before, he's England's best player. Like that, do you know what I mean? If you want to talk about real guys that are doing real things in the real world, do you know what I mean? At the top elite level of football, Champions League, Premier League, international tournaments, do you know what I mean? I can't, I've not heard one other name. I've been asking everyone all week, tell me someone who's, who else is doing it. They can't come to me with one, bro. Do you know what I mean? So in that sense, big up, big up Sterling, because you know what, I'll be honest with you, a few months ago, we did look dead and buried and people were talking about him getting off, he's going there, boom, boom, boom. Even I was of that thought process, do you know what I mean? So full credit to him, do you know what I mean? But Mike. Is Grealish a playboy or what? Is, is this guy a serious you? <laughs> is he a serious you, this Jack? This Jack the lad kid or what? Like a porn star, what, what do you mean? <laughs> 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 nah, my man's out on the town, he's having a drink here and there and that. Is, is, is he serious about, about doing things for City or what, bro? Do you know what, right? I'll be honest with you, I, 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 there's two sides to this. Like, I, I fully get the whole... He, he, um, he needs to take the game serious and he should be basically focusing on what he does. And I, to a degree, I, I, I have to agree with that side of things in terms of, you know, when you're still trying to meet your way in that, there, there is about, there is about, there is a, a side of keeping up appearances as a professional footballer. Really. But I'm also the side of actually, as long as you're not harming anyone and you're not taking a mick and whatnot, like, out of you, anyone personally or whatever, or there's not been an instruction there, like no one's allowed out or whatnot. 
then I don't really mm. see any harm in it. And like, say, I seen a clip of him swocking, rocking around outside. Where was it? It's not like it was outside Tiger Tiger or somewhere like that. <laughs> Mum was outside the print works and all that. Yeah, 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 it was like it was popping off there. So, <laughs> but, but what I done, you know, when you watch the clip, he weren't. The bouncers just said, "Move it on," and he, he kept it moving in. It weren't no, yeah, there weren't no big time Charlie stuff. Do you know who I am and all that? And I think if I yeah. saw that in a video, I probably might be on here talking a bit different. It's it's that side that gets me when it's uh, you, you, you've seen, well, you, you 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 guys will know a few 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 ballers and that that go to gas and all that, and then yeah. the fit that can go in there and talk to anyone out of the field and start giving it as you know who I am, you know. Yeah. Um, and I know the certain doors them guys don't last very long and that, but but yeah, <laughs> I, I, personally, I I I, I were overly fussed. But the longer it takes for him to get into a rhythm and become... Because for me, he's still not an established starter for that City team, even though he's starting games. At the moment, there's still a question mark over if Pep's career, depending on the game, would he start him? I think Pep would be looking elsewhere still at this moment in time because he's not shown him enough. I know Pep said he's happy with his progress and that's obviously Pep knows what phase the players go through when they're actually right. The, the right, like, Cancelo went through when he's on the bench for a bit. And then there just came a point where it was like, right, we could all see, yeah, he's, he's good to go, this guy. And he just plays and he, and he, he starts looking the part and that. So the longer yeah, but that bro. goes on, where he's not kind of established so per se, and then there's mm. more stories coming about him rocking down these gate legless and all that, then the problems <laughs> will start and that. So yeah, it's but a bro. fine line. Yeah, but you said you rather bold and wide. Sterling's doing a mad thing. So where does Grealish play? Like I said, right now, he's not he's not in for me. But that could all change. That could all, all change. Right. That could all, all change. Right. All right, cool, cool. So moving on now. It's been a mad week, isn't it? Mad things going on. You know what I mean? Like the country's been up, up in arms, rightly so in some in certain ways, you get me? Because obviously Zuma volleying cats and all that, which we, we can't really sit here and condone and that, do you know what I mean? It isn't, isn't nice and it wasn't nice either, do you know what I'm saying? But, I want to ask you both, yeah. Are people going too far with this or what? Or do you think it's been dealt with correctly? Marty, I'm going to start with you. What are you saying, bro? Talk to me about Zuma and the cat. Well, first of all, disclaimer, I've got a cat. I think anyone who watched that was like pretty disgusted at it. Like that's just out of order. What are you doing? Especially in front of your kids and that. Come on, you've got to teach them better than that. So that was mm. that was poor. I thought it was a bit of a nonsense, like he needs education from the RSPCA. That just makes no sense to me. I don't think you need the RSPCA to tell you not to volley your kits across the kitchen, to be honest with you. Mm. I think that was a bit of a nonsense. But then, as I... Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me stop you there, though. So, I I agree with you. People shouldn't need to know that. But obviously, he doesn't know that. So, do you think he does need educating on that? I think he just needs someone to have a word with him and saying, what are you doing? I don't really think he needs the education from the RSPCA. It sounds a bit sort of over the top. I think someone yeah. needs to go, look at this, what are you doing? That is disgusting, pack it in. You know what? Yeah. That's the sort of thing. I don't think you need to have a sit down and a PowerPoint presentation from a vet to tell you why volleying yeah. a cat across your kitchen floor is not a good idea. I think that was mm. just a, a little bit, I get it, because we always have these things, don't we? Always having education and, rah, 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 and he's, you know, he's, mm. a, he's apologetic and all that. But then I really got annoyed because I saw, I think it was BBC Breakfast and I seen Chris Kirkland go, you know, it's worse than racism. And I think, why are you bringing that into it? Why have you said yeah. that? What what has prompted you to say that at all? Yeah. And he says it unchecked as well. And I like Dan Walker as a presenter, but he just let it slide. And then, to be fair to Chris Kirkland, he's done a video and apologised for it. But then I see, then we start all this nonsense, don't we? Like, oh, and I think, why are we suddenly getting into that? And I actually, you know, when Mikhail Antonio said what he said about, where's the punishment? Why are people calling for punishments on this when we were letting people get off of racism for, for you know, small bands and all that? I understood where he was coming from because that conversation had started. He didn't start that conversation. It was already going on. And we have seen yeah, people yeah. get sort of silly little bands for pretty horrendous things as well. So I think everyone now just needs to step back a little bit because it's getting a bit sort of ridiculous in some of the arguments so I've seen. So I need to, to ask you a question then just quickly here. Just, just stop. Cause I, do you think Something should be done in the workplace. So should if you volleyed your cat, yeah. Any of you volley, I don't know if you've got any pets there pulling you volleyed it. Should mm. your employer take action? It's a good, good question, question, you know. It's a good think... question because who 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 is policing that 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 stuff there, isn't it? Because 
Is is there anything out? I don't know. Is 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 there anything out there? Because really and truly, what has my employer got got to do with what I'm doing in my household? And right. Really? Let, 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 let me reword. Let, let, let me let me reword Max's question though. Max's question is good. Right. Let me reword this then. Like in, in a different way. If I volleyed my cat now, right across my kitchen, yeah. Just so everyone who's listening knows, I would never do that. I'd be, you know, <laughs> I'd, I'd be gone before the cat in this house. Trust me. And, um, <laughs> and I did it, and it went viral. It, you know, it got posted. Would you two be happy with me coming back on this podcast and not addressing it and not doing anything? Would you be like, don't worry about it? Or would you say, either you've got to say your apology, you've got to do an apology, you've got to do something. Or I'd want you to address it because yeah. you, you've done something which is, I think, very inappropriate. And I, I yeah. think it, it needs to be addressed. We'd need to hear your views on, is that what, is that your, how, you, especially because it's gone viral. Is yeah. that what you, you, you people are interested in? It? So is that what you need to do? So, just a minute ago there, Pundit said, what I do in my house is no one's business. I don't think we can. And I know we said we can't bring racial thing into it. But if that was a video of someone saying something racial, should an employer then take action? And we'd probably say, yeah. No? But yeah, I think, yeah, yeah. I, think, I think there's a thin line in it. And I right, think, exactly. obviously, yeah, I think there's a thin line. Obviously, he's a high-profile person, isn't it? So any video that comes out of a high-profile person is going to get the media attention. It's going to get blown up, boom, boom, boom. But these things go on every single day. So what I'm saying is, is that, right, okay, is it just because Zoomer's Zoomer, why all of a sudden now the employee's involved? But little Dave and Marcus round, round the block who boots his dog and gets done, is his, is his employer punishing him? I don't think they are. I just think whoever's dealing with it is dealing with it type of thing. Now, I'm not saying that Zoomer shouldn't get punished. Of course he should get punished. And what he done was right, wrong. But let me... I, I'm sick of these two-faced people, yeah, that are out here talking about this thing because when horse races, when the horses are getting beaten around the track, the entry, yeah, yeah, every year, or the Grand National, and everyone's involved, and I'm seeing sticks, whacking horses and all that, everyone's got the Betfred app on their phone right now, and they're not, no one's bothered. The horses are going around, it's in the name of sport and entertainment, no one's saying anything. When I'm seeing illegal fox hunting on BBC News and all them type of things, no one's calling for their li livelihoods to be taken from them. So I, I'm, I agree that Zuma should be punished, but I just don't like the two-facedness, and I think there's a lot of two-facedness going on. Listen, when them race, when them horses are racing around the track, the queen sat up there and all of that, you know. So let's not get it twisted. Do you know what I mean? Like people, people have got a very, how can I put it? People get in the high horse in it when it when when it's something that offends them straight away. But when they want to do their 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 thing, no one's saying nothing. It goes under the radar. Yeah, we can just beat horses around the track. And listen, someone tried to tell me the other day, oh, but the horse doesn't get hurt. I said to them, so. When's the last time you was chilling with pigs on a farm? How are you? How if you're not a horse? How do you know the horse? The, the horse isn't being hurt. Do you understand me? It, it, how, how can you, as a human, possibly know that? Do you get me? So I just think there's a bit of two facedness, and I don't know how you two feel about the way West Ham have dealt with it. If you were David Moyes, would you have played him in in the last two games, or what? Or, or dropped him sooner? Said you wouldn't have played him for the for the rest of the season or the year or something. <laughs> <laughs> soon, as, soon as he's a madman, you know, do you get me? So, like, how, how would you have dealt with it then, Mike? So, would I have... Um, probably... I don't think I would have dropped him, you know, in, oh. terms, of, in terms of, like, right out the squad. I don't, I'm not sure I would. Um, I would have... Because what, 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 what I think should have happened, though, and this is just my own personal opinion, is... West Ham, probably the club itself, should have been seen to do doing something that they recognise as an incident take place that they're not quite happy with or whatnot. Because as I, as I, the question I asked you guys before about um, is it the, the employer's place to do that? I was actually thinking as you were talking, you were saying something about it, and I thought actually, um, the is what he's done a, a criminal offence? Because if if you go and attack someone outside of work, it's a criminal offence, and your employer's got every right to step in in it. So it's basically once the legal proceedings happen, your employer can step in and kind of thing. And that's kind of how it would kind of go. And I was thinking, is what he's done considered a criminal? I don't know the answer to that question. Yeah, I don't I don't know if it's a criminal offence or I don't so know. I don't know the not, law. If it's not a criminal offence, then actually, has your player got the right? They're going down tetchy ground. Um, unless you're damaging the reputation of the company, they're going down tetchy ground suspending you and doing all sorts if you're not breaking the law or damaging the reputation to, of the company. To be fair, like I think there mm. is a bit of the damage, damage of the company because I think they lost some sponsors, didn't they? Um, yeah. 
Or I think there's that. But they did fine him two weeks' wages. And let's yeah. not forget as well, when John Terry got done by the FA for what he did with Anton Ferdinand, I know he didn't get prosecuted criminally, but he did by the FA. Chelsea fined him. and they Now, we don't know how much Chelsea fined him, but we do know it wasn't more than two weeks' wages because if it's more than two weeks' wages, they have to um, sort of sort of make a statement about it. I get you, but that was on the Football Association. So he did get like he did get a fine off his club. He did get two weeks' wages, and he has made a public statement. And I think there has been like a form of punishment there from him because obviously he's he's lost he's, he's had a, a financial loss for it. Yeah, yeah, and, you're right. So I, I think the problem is this: this is people try and outdo themselves with the outrage as well. It's like. You know, you can't really have a... It's difficult to have a, a reasonable chat about it. I know we're having one now, but if you put anything on Twitter or anything, people like... people. Some people won't be happy. You know, Graham Sunet's like, suspend him for a year. But what are you mm. on about? Do you know, things like that, it just gets a little bit... Mm. And I understand because it's pets and people get thinking about pets. But I think, like I said earlier, people just need to take a step back. He's been fine two weeks' wages. The club are dealt... They're not going to go back on what they've done now. They're not going to suddenly suspend him when it's, you know, three weeks after the event or whatever it is. So mm. it's just one of them where I think he needs to just have a word with himself and, and yeah, hopefully we can move on. No, I hear that. Do you know what I mean? So, it's, yeah, because the fallout's been there, but obviously the sponsorship, because because they suspended his brother as well, innit? Staggered him in Redbridge. So, I don't I don't know what the intricate details of that is. Do you know what I'm saying? But the suspended it's caused, You know what? It's caused dramas as well, innit? Because, like, when they, when they find him, his wages didn't, like, other pl- players didn't realise what he was on. So they were kicking off because he was on social media. Right, my Kurt's on two bands. Kurt's on two children bands and all. Like, wait till my next meeting. You think you think you think Golden Sullivan can tell me anything? Watch about Brady. About she's on the Apprentice. Watch when I walk in there, mate. You get me, Alan Sugar style. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, yeah. They released all sorts on him. Do you know what I mean? But you know what? Yeah, I, I agree with like like, like with what, what you said before though, but like about Antonio, I, I like I kind of like the way he addressed it with the broadcaster or the or the, or the woman or the lady that was um, in, interviewing it because he threw back a question at her, innit? Yeah. Because obviously, yeah. like 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 you right, he said it was Kirkland that brought the racism into it. Do you know what I mean? The yeah. conversation wasn't even about racism until he, he started opening his mouth, and I've not even yeah. seen his apology video. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, yeah, yeah it was a bit daft to bring that up. So because when you bring that up, you're opening a can of worms, you know, Chris. Do you get me? Don't mess about me. Do you understand? Because you won't feel comfortable around there. Not in this gaff anyway. Do you know what I mean? When you're talking like that. So it is what it is. Do you know what I'm saying? So hopefully that'll get sorted out. Zuma won't be kicking no more cats around the gaff and all that. Do you know what I'm saying? And we can all, and we can all move on. Do you know what I mean? And live a happy life. But guess who's not having a happy life right about now? Manchester United fans are not having a happy life right about now, lads. Like, Marty, I watched the game barely. One or off or bottom of the league, it's got to be three points here, hasn't it? And then yeah. poor refereeing decision, disallow goals. Pogba got his goal, poor result, and you're just looking at it thinking, what on earth is going on here? Do you know what I get into the Champions League? They're really begging for the for the Europa League, ain't they, bro? Yeah, we are, and I think you know the way it's going, it's what we deserve. There's too many yeah. players, right, who've been getting a getting away with it for far too long. And you know you're you're a very critical pundit of certain players, and you know you know my sort of my mo is just to, I I tend to give players benefit of the doubt, give them another season, stick up for them, defend them, look at the positives that they've done. But I'm reaching the end of my tether with certain people because they're just not they're not they're not up for it. They're not. Up you for were these certain people, Marty? Well, I will tell you one. The first one name on my list is Luke Shaw. I'm glad you've I've got defend- a list because so have I. Go on, yeah. son. I've defended Luke Shaw and I've stuck up for him because he had six good months last season and he was, you know, he played well for England and all this other nonsense that I don't even care about. And I was like, you know what, there's a player there and he got injured in 2015 or whatever, but he's been here at the club now for seven and a half years and he's yet to have a full good season. And I watched him the other day, right? I know you're talking about Burnley. Burnley played the kid on side for, the, for their goal. I watched him against um, against Southampton. You know when you start, you're at the game and you just start watching a certain player? Just hang on a minute. Yeah. Like, what's this guy? You know what I mean? Like, you f- just keep your eye on him a bit more <laughs> than you normally would. And yeah, player coming, running. Yeah, yeah. And he's jogging about, right, when he should be getting tired to his man. He's letting crosses come in. And I thought, he's not, he's not good enough for him. He's not up for it. And he's never going to suddenly massively improve. He's always going to be inconsistent. We're always going to have question marks. We had to basically buy Alex Tellers to give him a kick up the backside. And I'm just done mm. with him, man. I just think we need to face facts. He's not at the level we need. He's not. He's yeah. good in spells, but he's not good enough in too who's, many who, spells. Who's, who's second on your list? You're, you know, and you, all right. 
you're probably going to make me eat some humble pie now because me and you've gone toe to toe on this one. Is McTominay? I'm watching him. Welcome right? to the club, lad. I'm watching him again, doing a little player cam. And one of the things that annoys me about Scott McTominay, right, is when we've got possession, he stood with an opposing player between the guy who's got the ball for us and himself. He's got an opposing player between them. And he's like he's hiding. He's like he's Marty. hiding behind, behind a player. Marty, I'm, Marty, I'm giving you a round of applause. I'm giving you a round. Of, I'm glad. Yeah. I'm glad you have seen it. I'm glad you've seen it. Do you understand me? Because so you know annoying. something, yeah? I've been trying to pick, point this out to people for time. Yeah. This guy hides. He, he hides, bro. And uh, you know what? And I've, like I said to you before, I've stuck up for him. I've defended him. I've said, give him time. I was watching him again. Hiding. Pogba gets the ball he's, or doesn't have the ball. He's showing for it. Bruno's showing for it. Regardless of what you think about those players, they want the ball all the time. They want, they want it. Him. He's not interested. And then he's shouting at other people or he's shouting at the ref or whatever and people go, passion. No, no, move over. Passion gets you nowhere. He's not the level yeah. you need. He, nah, do you know one. what? Them, them two, yeah, it's I'm another one. The pair of them, man. I'm sick of defending him. I'm sick of going, give him another season or whatever. Or remember the time that he did that or that he got that brace against Leeds or, you know what I mean? He scored that goal for England in the Euros final. Now, we need to get real. It's just not happening with him. It isn't. It's just not good enough, yeah, man. We need to get, yeah, get rid of him. Seriously. Yeah, no, I hear that. I hear that. I fully back what you're saying. And do you know what? Southampton turned up after slapping Spurs around the park. 3-2 it was a good win for them. And everyone was a bit touchy in it. Like, oh, Southampton. I don't even know why. We're touchy about Southampton. This is how far, this is how far low United have fallen. Do you get me? Because Southampton can pop it about on their day. They can cause a team problem. Do you know what I mean? So they came up to Old Trafford. And like, 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 like we were saying before, I didn't know what to expect. But all we know from, from Manchester United right about now, their memo is one good half, one bad half. Do you get me? That is the memo. Do you understand? Can I ask, First you, half... can I ask you some pundit as well? Can go on, then, go on, why, why are we doing this thing, right? First half, Rashford's getting a bit of joy down the right, sets up a goal. Sancho causing all sorts of problems. Does this yeah. swap over thing, does it work? Because it didn't right. seem to, to me. Them two yeah, but I'm, I'm not sure that was a manager in, manager's instructions either because what happens is sometimes when you go forward and you're in a, on, on the attack and you lose the ball, and say Rashford ends up on the left-hand side of the pitch, when when the Southampton received the ball back and now they're in the possession, he's got to go and cover the closest space that he, he can deal with because otherwise Southampton will just attack the space that's open. So he ended up on the left, Sancho ended up on the right, and the rotation and, and the turnover of the ball didn't happen as much. So they both stayed in that position. And then 20 minutes later, 10 minutes later or so, because United lost the momentum, they swapped back. And you're right. Because Sancho on the left was causing problems. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Rashford on the right weren't really involved that much. You got the assist, which I thought was a good assist, good run, good ball from Bruno, good pass to Sancho. But other than that, nothing else was really going on. Do you know what I mean? But I'm, we're going like, to sp- sp- speak about Pacific players for a hot set. Ronaldo, to me, Motti, he looked like a galo out there. I don't know what the <laughs> atmosphere was like, was like in yeah. the stadium. But I was watching yeah. him thinking, listen, this is just a Portuguese. Odeon, this is Odeon, a galo out there. Do you get me like, what's going on with him, bro? Do you know what? That was probably one of the worst performances I've seen from Ronaldo in a long time. You're probably going to have to go back to sort of 2003 days when he was doing one step over too many. It just wasn't happening. And you know, like, what's what's the saying? You know, you're only as strong as your weakest link. And I never thought I'd say this about Cristiano Ronaldo. The amount of times the move broke down with him was just ridiculous. It just did. It just kept breaking down with him. Do you guys think he should be starting? Do you think he should be starting, Mike? The problem we've got now, and I don't, I'm not giving you a politician answer, I'll be honest with you. The problem you've got, if you don't start him now, Cavani phoned in sick that morning. We know that Mason Green Just generally, available. sorry, generally. Do you think he's... I think he's got him. This is, sorry, this is the point I'm, I'm getting towards. Because of the options we've got, we haven't, we've not, as a number nine, the only other number nine we've got at the minute is Edinson Cavani, who rang in sick that day. So what, do you well, think you going to play Rashford down the middle? Are you going to play Rashford? Are you going to play McNeil? I don't think, you know, I don't think Ronaldo should be starting. I don't, I don't think, I think Ronaldo should be gone. Should 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 be gone in the summer, bro. I I think. How do you get round it, pundit? Though who starts? I I heard what pundit said, but I don't think I heard an apology. (laughs) I don't think I heard an apology. So one one second, can I? Three points in the gaff, listeners, (laughs) ladies and gentlemen of the jury. Can I present you with Exhibit B? Hey, listen, man. Listen, well, well, I'll listen, be honest second, with you, Mike. Second. Listen up, listen up, listen up. One second. I didn't make Go on. For, for a second. But then, as it was getting closer, people were talking about it. The thought of United's greatest 
ever played. Sat on the bench at City started me. Like, <laughs> nah, <laughs> So that's from episode three. Evidence, what is this? You absolute grass. This is that's from episode three. Yeah. And I pointed out Ronaldo should be sat on the bench for the for for the greatest team in the land and all the world. And you all laughed at me. You're not laughing now, are you? Hey, Mike, listen. Let me tell you, I, I can't lie. Nostalgia got us, sentiment got us, heritage got us, whatever you want to call it, it got us, bro. Do you get me? We all thought Ronaldo coming back like a king, walking into town. Do you know what I'm saying? And we all thought, yeah, do you know what? This guy's come back to the greatest club on earth and all that. He's going to make us win again. How wrong are we? Because you know something, yeah, Ronaldo, as much as he's, he's scored a few goals and all that, like he's just not leading the attack properly. You know, it looks like he's that? playing in mud, but do you know what it is? He's not oh. got the legs for the Premier League, innit? The Premier League's yeah. an athletic league. If you can't run fast and you can't battle physically, it's called, you know, it's a wrap. Because if you watch how Brozier was manhandling Maguire, different thing. Do you know what I'm saying? So it is what it is. Ronaldo will get his headers. He will. He will bag a few headers. He will get get the odd goal here and there. But in terms of being serious, because you know what, Mike's right. The question is this: Do Manchester United want to win Premier League titles and Champions Leagues? If the answer is yes, you can't have Ronaldo starting every week at 37 years old. So just just done that. So obviously I've done and pulled it out for a project and whatnot. But on a serious note, back to Jay Motti's point on that. Who does start in that position? That's the issue, I, some of the finishing, I'm not. I, I didn't really see your game on um, on on Wednesday, but some of the finishing from what I've seen over the last few weeks and that has been. And to be fair, Ronaldo's been guilty of some of it. I, I, I can't lie. Um, has it been great? Who are you trusting up there in that role? Well, depends on it how you play because let's not forget there. Yeah, number one, Rashford can play through the middle, yeah. If 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 he really needed somebody up there, Cavani, when he's fit and when he and when he decides to, like decides that he wants to play, he can play through raining. the middle. If it's not raining, if he looks out of his window and it's sunny, he, he might. Yeah. So on current, current form, would you start Rashford over Ronaldo? I think I would through the middle, yeah. And 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 and, and that's only and that's only because not because I feel like Rashford's going to score me four goals a game. Not because I feel like he's going to score me three. Because he's going to stretch teams. He's going to stretch teams in behind. Southampton defenders, yeah, they weren't worried about Ronaldo going in behind. They had a nice, easy, a nice, easy match. Do you get me? Like because he's not running the channels. He's not doing any of that. Ronaldo's all about quick, sharp movements over ten yards. But in Premier League terms, against the top teams, against in fact most of the league now, yeah, you have to offer a little bit more, especially if you're midfield. And your wide men are not of elite caliber. Ronaldo's not playing next to a prime Hazard or a prime Bernardo Silva or a prime Salah or a prime whoever son. Do you know he's not playing next to these type of guys? He's playing next to youngsters, Ilango, Sancho, and and obviously Rashford, who, who's tw- twenty four. So I'm not going to class him as a youth, but these men are young. These, these men are not seasoned professionals who win leagues. So you, what you've got then is an attacking unit that doesn't function properly. Because it's not even been built properly. Do you get me, bro? So, yeah. look at City. You've got Sterling, 28 years old. Mares, 30 years old. Do you understand me? Then you've got Foden, who's your 21-year-old. So, he's got the seasoned pros. Even Greenish is 26. So, you've got seasoned pros around the youngster. At United, bro, there's no plan in it. They're just throwing guys in and say, go on, Anthony Elango. Do your thing. Rhythm is a dancer. Do you get me? That's, what, that's what's going on. Do you understand? They did the same thing with Mason. Threw him in. Do your thing. Rashford. Threw him in. Do your thing. But now Ronaldo's come, 37 years old. They're saying, all right, do you know what? You kids, you old men, get together, do your thing. There's no, there's no plan. There's no cohesion. And that's and that's and that's one of the pro- and that's one of the, the poorest. Rashford, he, he's gonna have to improve. It, it, he'll know this in his head. Because he was on the left wing a year ago. Pogba took that spot. He was on he was on the left wing when he came back from injury. Sancho's took that spot. So now he's a right, right winger. And I tell you what, yeah, and I'm not even joking when I say this. The best thing for him is to study Andre Konchelskis. Do you know why? Because there's nothing wrong with being a top-notch, basic, do-the-basics player. Because you can be very important for a team. And I think with Rashford's attributes, yeah, at the moment, he's not dribbling past anybody. Things are not coming off. His whips are not coming off. His running ability is always going to be there. Though. He's an athlete. He can run. So what you do, you simplify your game. Do the simple things well. Be efficient with it. Muller, Bayern Munich, what, what does he do? 
but he's a top-notch player though. Do you know why he's do you know why he's top-notch? He doesn't he doesn't do skill, he doesn't skin people, Muller. Do you know what he does? He does the simple things correctly and he does them efficiently. Do you understand me? So if Rashford can study guys like Kanchelski, who was just head down, run, get your head up, drop a shoulder, get the ball in the box, do the simple things well. He can be, he can become a top-notch basics player. Do you know what I mean? But at the moment, this panache and skillful guy and flip-flops and all of that, it's not him at the moment and it's not coming off. And and, and United are going to need to invest. Obviously, the situation with Mason as well, that's a £100 million player who's just gone. Do you understand me? Then you've got Rashford out of form. You've got Sancho who's just come. Ronaldo's 37. Cavani's getting off in the summer. Martial wants out. It's a mess, bro. And it needs sorting out. Do you know what I mean? But Moy, what to you about Maguire? Oh, God. Do we have to? <laughs> <laughs> I talked to you about Maguire, bro. How is this guy at the moment? He's out of form. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not going to sit here and say a year ago he didn't have a good year, or a year, yeah. a year and a half ago, or whatever. He, he did have a good year, but at the moment he is terrible, yo. They might yeah. as well send him to Russia and all that to get involved in the wars. Yeah. He's a tank. What's going yeah. on at the back? He's slow to turn. I seen Broja pulling him here, pulling him there, taking him, taking him for a run in the channels. Do you know what I mean? What, what's going on, Mike? I, I, I singled him out, right? against Burnley before the game. I said, that Vegos, whatever he's called, that should be mm. bread and butter to Maguire, that. A big lump, mm. yeah. He was okay, but he's got, what, 12? He's 29, he's got 12 Dutch caps and two goals international level. So that tells you all you need to know. He's a mid-table yeah. type Bundesliga player or whatever, wherever he come from. That should be bread and butter to Maguire. And what happens? He gets done by him. You mm. just mentioned it there. He got done by Brozier, the kid, against Southampton. And we can't afford to wait for these players to regain their mojo. Victor Lindelof, right? Victor Lindelof has his faults, but he's probably been our most consistent defender this season. He has. I know Varane's better defender, but Varane's been injured a lot. Victor Lindelof has been pretty steady for most of the season. He's not been one of them where you're going, he's having a stinker, he's the problem, he's the issue. It's been other players around him. So put Victor Lindelof back in the team. We can't afford to keep dropping points and waiting for Harry Maguire to, to get his head together. Because we're getting left behind. Arsenal have got two games in hand on us, I think. And they can go, I think, four or five points above us. We, we need points. We need points against Brighton. And for me, your best centre-back pairing at this moment in time will be Lindelof and Varane. So I just drop Maguire. I don't care how much he costs. That's the one advantage Ralph Ragnick's got. He didn't buy him. So he can drop him. So drop him. Because he's not good enough at the minute. Yeah. Now, I hear that. Do you know what I mean? And obviously, I couldn't believe my eyes. I saw Danny... I saw Donny van der Beek playing centre-mid. Physically <laughs> imposing himself on, on the opposition. At Goodison Park and guys were listening. Guys were telling me, nah, Van der Beek, no, nope, he's not physically imposing enough. No, nope, he can't do this. No, nope, he can't play in a pivot. He can't do I've seen the guy have a great game for Everton against Leeds. Who you are listen on their day, Leeds can cause you, but the work hard. You know, he was in there now. I don't understand why Donny van der Beek is at Goodison doing that, but at Old Trafford, we're looking for someone who can control the tempo of a game, play simple passes, play forward passes. In, in, in between the lines, have good wing mirrors on his on 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 his head in the centre of the park. Why? What, what, what's he doing at Goodison, Moy? I didn't. Do you know what it is, right, bro? Like he did have a very good game against Leeds. I want to see how it pans out from this season, though, because for starters, like you know, I've mentioned McTominay earlier. McTominay was at a worldie against Leeds last season. It can happen. Mm. I want to see. Yeah. I want to see if Donny Van der Beek can do it week in week out. You know, Jesse yeah. went to West Ham and was uh, amazing for for. You know, for 14 games, whatever it is. I want to see yeah. if Donny Van der Beek can keep up that level, then he can come back to Old Trafford and I'll be, I'll welcome him out. You know, I'll have a welcome mat out for him. But I'll, we need to yeah. see it over, over, you know, the next few months because he did play well. The question is, can he do that week, week in, week out in the Prem? If he can, if he carries on that act, he'll be straight back in that team over, you know, yeah. certainly over McTominay. But no, nah, yeah, that, that, yeah and, that, and that's a problem because even when I was looking at United against Southampton and Southampton were popping it about certain times and then. Obviously, we see some of the um, analysis after the match and Bruno and Pogba were doing their own thing. And I was saying to a man, you know what? Bruno and Pogba are like free-spirit players, mate. If you don't have a man behind them, yeah, like a Vidal, like a Perlo, like a Matuidi, like a Kante, like a Cellini, if you don't have them guys behind guys like Pogba, he'll just do his own thing. He's turning round, looking behind him and seeing Scott McTominay. He ain't listening to Scott. I'm sorry, Scott Francis McTominay, but Pogba ain't listening to you and he ain't listening to Maguire either, who's, who's his captain. So when you look at it and you think, do you know what, yeah, United, they're going to have to sort something out here because, listen, I tell you what, Bernardo Silva and Kevin De Bruyne and Riyad Mahrez are not, they're listening to Fernandinho when he's talking to them. 
you know what I'm saying? And there's a big difference at Manchester United, and the whole setup isn't right in it. And uh, we've been going on it. We've been every United fan knows the same thing in it. The midfield needs surgery. And you know something? This summer, I don't know how you view this, Marty, but I think there needs to be a big up. He, if United are serious about winning leagues, do you know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't do you know. How you, how, did, was you all right with that? Because he submit so many off and he went with a set of midfield of Bruno and Pogba. I thought I, I was rubbing my hands. I, I was thinking, this is going to be open sesame and that. And to be fair, I thought Southampton were unlucky, to be fair. But were you all right nah, with that sub there going with them two in a set of the pack? I'd, I'd had enough by that point. I'm not going to lie. I'd, I'd had enough yeah. of so many. I just thought you may as well have stuck a traffic cone in the middle of the pitch for all the good he was doing. And I'm not trying yeah. to, I'm not, you know, trying to be inflammatory or just digging out players for no reason because I don't do that. But I just thought at that point, just get him off and get someone else. Because it was funny actually, because when, it, when the board went up where we stand, every, when it went up, everyone started going berserk where I was stood. And I'm like, what's up with you? But it looked like everyone thought it was Sancho. He was taking off. So everyone was yeah, going, what the boy? Yeah. He's lost the plot. I went, what? I said, he's done nothing all game. What's the matter with you? And they were like, yeah. oh. And then they saw somebody walking off. They were like, oh, I thought it was Sancho. Because Sancho's having yeah. a decent game. So yeah, I, yeah. I didn't mind that at all, to be honest with you, Mike. Because he just, you know, we just, like I said earlier, we've got to get over this thing of waiting for these players to step up because it's just, we're running out of time and I'm running out of patience. In fact, I've run out of patience with a few of them. And got an answer to your question, Pundit, we do, we, it's sorry to say, but it's true, we need another spending spree. There's at least three or four positions that need strengthening. Yeah, and 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 and, and I don't think people understand how important re- recruitment is. And I'm not even talking about who the manager recruits. I'm talking about the people who are hiring the manager. Recruitment yeah. is so important, and that's one thing I will give City props for. They've got the recruitment spot on over the last the last few years. Whether that's management, do you know what I mean, coaches and players, and United, they need to sort that out because otherwise it's going to be another ten years of this nonsense. Another ten years because I, I, if I if it was me, I'd walk into that boardroom tomorrow and say, okay, lads. I'm, sat around that big brown table in the office, in that room and say, listen, how many league titles do you expect Manchester United or want Manchester United to win in, in the next 10 years? I'll guess, I'm guessing a few of them might turn around and say, well, at least two or three, at least, yeah. over the next 10 years. All right. Who are you hiring? I'm backing. Most of them will probably tell me Pochettino. I'm going to look at them and say, so you think Pochettino in the next five to 10 years is going to finish up with Pep, Klopp, Tuchel, Conte and whoever else Three times. Because if that's what you're thinking, you might as well give up the goals now because it ain't happening. Do you know what I mean? You might get one. You might get one. Very luckily. But you ain't going to get a plethora of them. You're not going to get multiple titles. So the serious questions that that really need to be asked, and Hasselhoven, sorry, I can't even really say his name properly. Like the Southampton manager. Yeah. Yeah. He he, he said after the game, we know about Man United. They they can't do it for an hour or two hours. They can only do it for 40 minutes. Quite rare, that, isn't it, for a manager to dig out another manager, another team like that. Right. He said said they can only do it for half an hour, 40 minutes. And everybody knows, Mm. everyone in the league knows it. Do you get me? So, listen, I feel a bit sorry for Ralph, innit? Because Ralph's coming at a difficult time, as as we've been saying, and he's trying to. He hasn't got the players to do what he wants to do. I thought, That's I thought why Ralph was going to fix it. I thought Ralph was going to fix it. So did we. I'm waiting. I'm waiting for him. I was waiting for Mike's right. Do you know, you know one of them ones pundit where you, after the game, I'm like, oh God, Mike's as well. He's going to be loving this. And I thought I was I was doing doing some chores around the house this morning. And I thought I'm waiting for Mike's later on to be going. So let's just just talk to me about this, this gig and press. <laughs> 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 now nah, Mike's has been on to hard. Jay, do you know what? I think we all know it was a myth. You've come on here, pundit Jay, come on here, give it us all. Everyone, he made the listeners go. I think you all the listeners an apology, pundit. Made him go and do a whole lot of research. <laughs> we'll do a whole lot of research. And if this, this is like the apology episode, episode I'm apologising. <laughs> yeah, but I'm let's not get it twisted, you know. Go on. Ralph, Ralph, Ralph's only lost two in 13, you know, Mike. How many is he off top, pundit? Hey, how many points is he off top? Say that again. I can't hear you. Yeah, I thought. Yeah, he might not stop working at that point. Now it is. It is what it is. Do you know what I mean? It's tough times at United. And listen, I think Tottenham got beat, didn't they, by Wolves and that? Do you know what I mean? Leicester drew with West Ham. So the, the, there's still a chance for United to get this top four. But boy, oh boy, man! <laughs> you know what? We no, take champions. And and also. There's some interesting destinations in that Europa Conference, you know. <laughs> Don't be cheeky, bro. <laughs> <Some interesting laughs> this, 
But now, nah, to be fair, I don't say it. I think you know what? it sounds like the lads, the lads I was stood with at the game. And we were chatting and it's like, yeah, we've got Madrid coming up and like everyone's getting on that one because it could be the last one in the Champions League. It could be the last Champions League away for a little while. And then it's one of them ones where, you know what, you get like, you just said it, you get some decent ways in the Europa. <laughs> like... <laughs> <laughs> nah, it's a mad team, do you know what I mean? But listen, yeah, United need to book up the ideas, innit? City, obviously, they're, their cart's just rolling on, innit, as it is, do you know what I mean? Business as usual. But yeah, for United, things need to get sorted out. Well, people, I don't know if you got through your chocolate digesters through this episode, but I did anyway, do you know what I mean? Jamming all along. But listen, you know where we're at in it? Spotify, Google, Spreaker, do you know what I mean? Check us out on Twitter as well. Do you know what I'm saying? So, um, but yeah, man, listen, do what you need to do this week. Have a safe week and all that. And listen, Putin ain't messing about, so grab a gas mask if, if you can as well. Do you know what I'm saying? It is what it is. But listen, it's been, it's been, it's been good. It's me, Pundit J, alongside Big City Fan. Mike's big United fan, Jay Martin. We're every week coming straight from the heart of Manchester. Really, we're talking about the blues and red. So you know where to check us out. Share it, tell a friend, and all them things. There, you know the drill in it. Yeah. All right. So next time, people. Yeah, we're gone. Sports Social Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.